everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Green Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. I mean, what is there to even say at this point? Uh, we have we've established that they're terrible. Uh, we've established now, I think, uh, that no one seems to give a shit that they're terrible. And by no one, I mean like clearly the fans care. Uh, but nobody running this thing, um, nobody running it whatsoever. Uh, before their power play goal tonight, I don't know what the final total was, but they said the Flyers are three for their last 54 on the power play. Uh, there's so many things. Like, uh, Michel Therrien, is he the problem with this team? Will a different coach fix the power play? The answer to those questions is probably not. But, like... There's so many problems you cannot fix. You cannot fix the overall talent level on this team right now. Uh, it's like that. That's going to take uh, that's a, a process. You know, it's going to take some time to get there. Uh, you cannot fix certain things. What you can fix is an ineffective fucking coach. Send me Sheltarian. Pa- I mean, at this point, send the whole staff packing. But, like, if you're not willing to do the simplest, easiest, most obvious thing, how can I expect you to do anything? I bet you the word unacceptable is going to get thrown around tonight, and you know what's going to happen? It'll all be completely ex- accepted because that's what we've come to see from this franchise. Uh, they're just so stuck up their own asses, they don't realize how bad they are. They think this thing's going to get turned around. Like, even if, even if this team figures some things out and starts to look a little better, they make that little run that they like to make where they get close to or sneak into the playoffs, do you think that means they're good? Like, what more do you need to see? It is December 5th. This team is fucking terrible. What else needs to be shown to you by this team before you make some decisions about uh, like what what happens from here? I, I know a lot of people have a lot to say about this thing. We have a ton of callers lined up already, so let's get to it. Uh, let's lead it off with Jason H. Jason H., you're live on the post game. Hello. Jason, how are you? Well, I stopped watching it for nothing because if this team doesn't want to play, why should I watch it either? <laughs> It's a great question. Um, basically, what I've came to the conclusion of is when they've they've heard all the noise of the coaching staff being fired. I mean, if you've heard it, they've heard it. I've heard it. That team looked like it quit out there. Yeah, and that's that's and basically like that's what the, it comes down to. Like we're sitting there and everyone's talking. Oh, those first six minutes they looked good. Like that's the first time they've looked good in a month. Like, you can't tell me, oh, yeah, well, maybe they're going to start turning things around. Or maybe every now and then, like, a team looks good. Like, the worst teams in the league look good for a couple minutes every now and then. It happened to be the first six for us tonight. But I thought that, uh, like, the Devils game, because of the place in the schedule it was, like, yeah, we, we need this win because, like, it might be our only one for a little bit. Like, we need to stem the tide here. They didn't get it. They looked like shit. And then the Rangers win after, like, the coach doesn't get fired, or the Rangers game after the coach doesn't get fired. And it's like, okay, let's come out and let's, like, have some energy. This is the group we're going forward with. And what do they do? They get this shit kicked out of them by the Rangers. So, like, yeah, they're clearly they're not playing for this coach. Like, have they flat out quit? 
I, I kind of just think they suck, but clearly, like, they're not going an extra mile for this coach anytime soon. Well, I'm not going to say they, they've quit. Let me reword this. I don't think they've quit, but I think they've clearly quit on the coaching staff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the frustration is, yeah, okay, we improve possibly. Maybe we get a little bit better. We get past, you know, past the Olympics. We get up to the eighth seed. What, what have we accomplished? We're just right again, as we discussed before, stuck in that freaking purgatory of the medium. Yeah, that's like at this point, I do not want them to turn it around. Like it's almost like I want them to fire everybody. And uh, thanks a lot, Jason. Looks like we lost Jason. Um, I truly do not want them to turn it around. Like all that'll do is prolong the bullshit. Like I want them to fire everybody and make changes because like selfishly, I'd like for them to try to salvage this season, but really they cannot, you know, it uh, looks like the Canucks are hiring Bruce Boudreaux as well. And like, that was my short term answer. Turn it around just for this year uh, was, was ham. And since we can't have ham as the head coach, I'm a little less invested in that. Nikki Hall, Nikki Hall, you're live on the post game. So um, how about them Eagles? <laughs> Gardner Minshew, it's Minshew Mania time, baby. Oh, yeah. Did you actually see that? I think it was actually one of the articles that was just posted. They were like, yeah, it was better with with Minshew, but Sirianni still wants to run with Hurts. And I know I'm a Panthers fan, but I'm just sitting there like, so you're telling me you're picking. It kind of sounds like the Flyers a tiny bit. It's like you see some guy who's doing real well or can get the get game going. Not that it's doing it this year, but like. You know, you get someone going, they're like, yeah, that looks great, but uh, we're going to stick with plan B over here. The thing that hasn't been working, yeah, we'll go with that instead. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. What do you got from you on the Flyers tonight, Niggy? Uh, what do I have on the Flyers? Well, I brought my hat with me here, so he's been chilling. I think he kind of – he's seen the frustration and kind of came over, so another reason we don't deserve pets. <laughs> that aside, um, yeah, uh <sighs> I think they like like the last caller said. I they, I don't think I feel like if this team had completely quit on us, we would have like maybe like one or two wins. I believe they have quit on coaching. I believe they have quit on the coaching staff. I don't know why it keeps muting me. Um, but I believe they have quit on this coaching staff. There should be a change. Will there be a change? Probably not. I think it's just going to slide. And honestly, yeah, like like you said, it's just – it's not just unacceptable. It's embarrassing. Like uh, it, it's – I feel embarrassed to be a Flyers fan right now if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and thanks a lot, Nikki. Like they scored one goal on Brian Elliott tonight who's given up three or four in all of his other starts this year. Like – I really kind of wish they got shut out. You know, they, they honestly, the one goal is insulting, like scoring really like seven, one just doesn't have the same ring as seven, nothing there. I can't even say like quitting on the team, quitting on the coach. Like I just think whatever the coach's message is, is lost. Like, um, remember the video of the, uh, the Ottawa senators, in the in, in the in the Uber or the taxi or whatever it was, just talking shit on their coaches and being like, what they're telling us is wrong and it does not work. That I mean, the video was absolutely hilarious. But like, I think they're at that point with these coaches where it's just like, 
it's part of that mix thing where it's like, oh, maybe the mix is just bad. Like this coach with these players, it ain't working. I'm not saying another coach will have more success. And I'm not saying Elaine Vigneault will have more success with different players. But I am saying like it's over for both parties here. It's time to move on. Uh, Reese LaRoche. Reese, you're live. Yo, what's up, Bill? How are you tonight? Um, well, I watched the first uh, half of this game, and uh, I think they were already down like 4 nothing, whenever. And, you know, I can honestly say this is probably my first time as a Flyers fan. Um, I can I can honestly say, like, I don't even care that they're losing at this point. Like, obviously, I'll, I'll always be a Flyers fan. But, like, yeah, it's just it's just at this point, it's like, why even bother? They're, I know they're not making the playoffs. I just want them to fucking tear it down and actually do a uh, – a proper rebuild, you know, I'd rather them be bad and expect them to be bad than just, you know, hoping they'd be good and expecting them to be good and just, you know, completely shing the bed. It was just like after the stretch of like self-imposed mediocrity, we did that to avoid tearing it all the way down. And after that, we're still going to have to do it. And so we're going to have like a full decade of bad hockey. Yeah. I, I just, I think, a lot of this can be put on Ron Hextall. I mean, obviously, yeah. like, he did do some good things. I'll admit, like, I, I do think clearing out the cap space and stuff, like, and, you know, dra- you know he had, he had like, two of the three uh, things that you need in a rebuild. You need draft picks, you need cap space, and I just don't think he traded, at, like, in retrospect, you probably should trade Vortrek and G to get more point, you know, to be a worse team and get more draft picks and, you know, be uh, – be a little higher in the uh, the draft lottery, but you know, at the, at the end of the day, he did not get enough good players. You know, like Tra- Travis Sanheim looked good, but I, I think I've just given up on him at this point. And you know, just I don't know. yeah, he is what he is. He's a run of the mill second pair defenseman. Like if they ever get this, and thanks a lot, thanks a lot, Reese. Like if they ever get this thing figured out, um, and I doubt seriously at this point, Sandheim's part of like the future future, but you know, a Provorov Sandheim second pair would be a good pair. It's just like, they don't have any top end players. Claude Giroux is still their best top end guy. And like, you know, he's not, he's not that dude anymore. He's still real good. But, you know, he's not in his prime anymore, and he's still the best player. So, like, they just don't have it. They don't have enough. Matt Gimeno. Matt, you're live on the post game. Matt, you're muted. Hey, you you got me now? Yeah, I got you. How are you tonight? Hey, first time calling in. I'm trying to get the hang of the zap. I apologize. I still barely know how to use it. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Bill, I'm I'm 40 years old. I was born in 1980, so I missed – the Broad Street. So Bowl. you're the problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I, I miss the 70s. I miss the Broad Street Bullies. But I, I feel like probably like a lot of people uh, that are listening and watching the Flyers today, I grew up with the stories and the legend. And um, so in the 80s, when I was a kid, there were some great Flyers teams in the 80s. And, and in the 90s, you had the Lindros era. And then in the 2010s, we went to the Cup against the Blackhawks. And my whole life, now I'm still waiting to see a cup in my lifetime, but one thing that feels very different now than it did my whole life growing up is the pride and the confidence. This is really the first era of my life of being a Flyers fan where I go into most games feeling like I'm not confident that this team's going to win, 
the the whole Broad Street bullies think they're not tough. They don't push anybody around. It's really difficult to be proud to be a Flyers fan right now. And I hate admitting that. I got a Ron Hextall is one of my all time favorite sports figures. Period to watch. I grew up watching Hextall. I got a Rottweiler named Hextall. I love the Flyers, but this is really a challenging, trying time for me, and I'm really just dreading. You just said ten years of bad hockey. I'll be fifty. When this team is is good again, I just don't know that I can. It's a really scary thought, man, especially for the diehards that tune in over and over again. That's a long time to watch a horrible product. It really is, and I appreciate it, Matt. Thanks a lot. Uh, Yeah, like this whole thing, man, the the pride, the confidence that Matt just talked about, just the relevance – like, the Flyers, and maybe it was partially just living off the brand still, but always, they were relevant. They were considered contenders. And, yes, going for it constantly, always being in go-for-it mode, did lead to eventually, once a you know salary cap was imposed, did lead eventually to the situation that Ron Hextall inherited and attempted to fix. It just turns out he had to tear it down, and he didn't. Um I was on board at the time. I I don't want to, you know, try to be revisionist history and be like, I fucking knew Hextall was half-assing it. No, I liked the idea of, like, having some veterans who would be here on the other side and, you know, young kids not coming up in an organization that just lost. Like, it, you say, like Travis Sanheim and Ivan Provorov, like, you know, for every – like, they have playoff experience because we kept some guys around. Like, I thought that that thought process – was uh it was sound to me but it turns out you can have those intangible things right but if you don't get enough talent the other shit don't matter you still have to be good enough you know to win to be able to win i know that's very simplistic but harris barnes harris you're live on the post game um wow what a uh what a game um totally incredible stuff Tampa just outworked them and like Tampa's good, but like they have a bunch of guys hurt. And we talked about this before when they've played Tampa, like it, it just shows how bad. AV yeah. This is, isn't the coach right like, now. Yeah. Like Tampa's good and all, but this isn't full strength Tampa. Like they have Brian Elliott in net tonight. They have one of, if not the best goalie in the league sitting on the bench and they fucking routed us. Yeah, I was hoping for the shutout because, like, oh, one hundred percent, it would have been better for the storyline and just like the Flyers didn't deserve any goals. Like, what in the fuck? Um, but yeah, I just I don't know what to say about that. Um, like, they are really going for a top ten pick. Luckily, it's a very good draft. If you get anyone in the top ten, probably going to be good. But like, do you trust whatever management and the development staff to? Uh, work on it properly because like they haven't done that and they haven't got a blue chip guy. So you just don't know. But, uh, um, what do you, what do you do after tonight, Bill? Do you fire everyone? I mean, sure. Yeah. I, why not? I, they haven't like, I hate the excuses. Cause like, Oh, they have a game tomorrow. Like who gives a shit? They lost seven, one tonight. What do they need? Continuity to get blown out again tomorrow. Like what's the difference? Uh, but they'll just make like the excuse. They wouldn't fire someone on a back to back and it's nonsense, but they wouldn't. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, something has to be done. Like I said at the top of the show, like is Michelle the pro- is Michelle Tarion the problem? Like he goes away and all of our problems are solved? No, but he is a problem and an incredibly easy problem to solve. You don't need another GM to go. Oh yeah, that sounds good. I will give you that for that thing you don't want anymore. You just call the guy into your office and say, "We don't need you anymore." Problem solved. Like, that's it. It's the simplest thing to do. They're not going to do that. So, like, in terms of what's actually going to fix, like, will they fix anything? I have zero confidence in that because they haven't yet. They're going to let this thing spiral even further out of control before they do anything, and then it will be really too late. I'm surprised there weren't any jerseys thrown on the ice. uh, because I'm I'm a little shocked by that, too. I was thinking the same thing. I, I think that's part of the reason why Green got fired today in Vancouver. Like Aquilini, even though he's pretty incompetent right now, he's like, yeah, I have to make a move. And yeah, if, if there were any Flyers jerseys on the ice today, I think um, someone would have been fired for sure. And yeah, I mean, through the whole retool thing that Hextall did, yeah, if you trade two of Giroux, Simmons, and Voracek, you're looking at having either Marner, McDavid, or Eichel on the team right now, and then you probably have, like, Kyle Connor with one of those picks, too, that you get. So, yeah, I mean, just trying to retool on the fly, like, that keeps you competitive, but it doesn't really get you anywhere. And, like, I remember when the Flyers a few years ago, seven, in the 17-18 season, when they lost 10 in a row, I think five of those losses were in OT, and they weren't that bad. They did have issues. Yeah. Got it turned yeah. around because the power play was so good, if you remember, during the second half of that year. There, it looks like there's no hope this year because nothing is clicking. No, and that was uh, – yeah, and thanks a lot, Harris. Like, that was the ultimately – like, the ultimate insult was that they scored on the power play tonight. I just wanted to be like, fuck you. Fuck you for scoring a power play goal. Like, why? Why now? Of course, like, of course, since it's actually pointless, like, you'll get this this meaningless goal. Uh, Chris Toff. Chris, you're up. Oh, I get it. Like, Chris, yeah, okay. You got it. You got it. What's yeah, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. How um, are you tonight? Yeah, and by the way, the power play goal was a fluke, right? It went off the top of his fucking skate, and they still looked horrible. But of course, they had a fucking goal. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, you should get a power play goal every now and then just by blind luck. Like, shit like that should just happen. Like, it's the fact that it's their only one in like a week and a half is just ridiculous. The, the, The players are probably pissed off. They probably didn't want it to go in. They probably they probably do want the guy fired. Like, uh, would you want to listen to this dude ever? Like, I cannot imagine being like. And the players are to blame more than like. Oh my god! It's the, sure, it's the players, absolutely. But if I'm a player and this guy's sitting there telling me what to do, I'm like, everything you think doesn't work. Why would I listen to you? So I just want to give you some bad news here. I'm looking at the points percentage, and the Devils, Los Angeles, San Jose, Detroit, Detroit. Yep. Yeah. All fucking better than us, and they all started yes. their rebuild. I, I mean, know. we we somebody said earlier, you know, I don't want to deal with a decade of this. I'll be fifty. The past decade has been fucking shit already. We're already in this shit. It's horrible. That like the thinking was they could do it without really doing it, and now if they do tear it down, it's like oh, and we had to live through the mediocrity, and now straight up bad too like it'll be a full-on decade of shit hockey like it won't just be the time they were mediocre and then they figured it out or they tore it down and then they built it back up they'll have done both and and that's really disheartening 
And and can you still hear me? Yeah, I got you. Okay, it says it says I'm muted. It's really yeah. This app, I I don't fucking understand it. <laughs> it's like the Flyers. But listen, the one thing that's been consistent over this past ten ten years for me is these this team, whoever's on the team, cannot play a full fucking sixty minutes tonight. It was like six minutes of good good hockey. Another night, it's 20 minutes. Another night, it's the last 10 minutes. It's never – you watch every other team, and they can play a full game. I don't know what is wrong with this team. Yeah, it was like, and they were like, okay, yeah, that's signs of life. Like those first six, eight minutes, it's like every team looks good for a couple of fucking minutes. Like the Arizona Coyotes don't get shut out every night. Like sometimes they score. Like it, it, it's unbelievable the little things that we're looking for as like some sort of sign that it really isn't this bad. Sometimes. It's like, oh, Zach McEwen, huh? It's like, yeah, Zach McEwen standing out. That tells you how bad this team is. Oh. Zach McEwen is the bright spot that one last thing and i'll let you go but uh remember when they were they fired hextall and they kept saying we're looking for someone with a bias for action <laughs> Chuck, chuck's gonna be tested now right and if he gets supported by ownership who the fuck knows but now's your time chuck i don't give a shit about the game tomorrow tear this whole thing down we have to do this right absolutely thanks a lot chris uh yeah 100 percent um yeah the bias for action thing that's it's what uh, Chuck Fletcher, the last time he had a good summer, and I, I believe Chuck Fletcher had a good summer this year. Uh, he accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. Uh, it's not all on him that these players, like, there are injuries and excuses, and some of the players just aren't doing what they need to do. Like, Travis Konechny sucks. Like, you know, he's part of the plan, so there's not there's nothing you can do about that. Um, but the last time he had the good summer, when he brings in Hayes and Nis- or yeah, Hayes and Niskanen and Braun, I liked those moves. Thought he did the right things. And then he sat on his hands. And then he brought in Nate Thompson and Derek Grant. And then he went a whole year without basically doing anything until he finally did shit this summer. So you can't just – especially when you make the moves you made, like Derek Broussard and Keith Yandel, those aren't guys you bring in when you're trying to – like. Oh, yeah, we're just trying to, you know, maybe make a little run. We'll see. Like, those are moves you make. You're like, we want veterans in our bottom six who are going to push, you know, in our third pair who are going to push us. Uh, In the tough times, they made the huge deal about what sort of leaders they are. These are moves a team makes when they're trying to make a legitimate run. You don't trade for Ryan Ellis unless you're trying to make a legitimate run. Well, you also can't just, well, this was the plan. It didn't work. Too bad. No, you have to do more shit. Like, either tear it all down and start over, start making trades, have a fire sale, fire the coaches, or go out and do something to fix this broken piece of shit called the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Matt, Matt, you are live on the post game. Hey, Bill. Can, can you hear me there? Yeah, how are you tonight? I'm not too bad. I uh, just want to thank you again for a good night of uh, therapy here um, and uh, <laughs> offer my condolences for uh, for missing out on the ham man. Um, that, that was going to be the, a nice thing to happen. <laughs> it would have been fun for all of us. Maybe they'll get Tortorella and he'll be able to yell at Charlie. That will be fun for me too. Yeah. Um, you're, you're throwing out a lot of, terrifying ideas out of me i know they're terrible <laughs> ideas yeah. no, these aren't these aren't things that will be good in the long term for this franchise i fully recognize that <laughs> yeah just to, uh to, to go on your point about uh about fletcher um i you know i i, I can see your side I, I i guess to to have this guy 
we continue to allow to be the architect of this thing after he put all our eggs into defense and the, 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 the defense fucking sucks. The forwards fucking suck. Um, these veterans that he got that are apparently supposed to make this room, you know, a bunch of guys singing Kumbaya together and holding hands. Um, the, the team fucking sucks. They haven't taken a step forward the whole time he's been here. For me, he's failed. I, I'm terrified of him having any influence going forward. For me, if Vigneault is out, then for me, Fletcher should be out. Um, I, I'm terrified of giving this guy any more time to, to try and make some desperation deals or to try to waste a first rounder. Um, on bringing in somebody to try to salvage something when he's the he's the fucking idiot that caused it all. And that's what's funny is like a GM will so often fire a coach so that like to be proactive in saving his own job, bring in the next guy, and now you have someone else to hit your wagon to. Like Ron Hextall didn't want to fire Dave Hextall, so they're like, well, we do, so you're fired. Like. You would think if anyone actually gave a shit, they'd be like, Chuck, do you want this job? Because you're going to end up getting fired over keeping this shit together. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, Fletcher has made some positive moves, but in the end, like, they, it hasn't worked. You know, I've liked a lot of the things he's done, but after he does them, then – then what? Like, you have to do something else. When yeah. you see, okay, we're good, but we're not great, like, okay, make that next move then. Or like, oh, you know what? I put the pieces in place. We have some injuries. Don't just blame injuries. Fix it somehow. Go get somebody. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got a really evil wish here that, you know what? They don't fire Vino. They, they keep him on tomorrow. We can keep talking about this for fucking day after day. We can have <laughs> our little dance. And you know what? The day they do fire him, Fletcher goes too, and then I'm happy. <laughs> it's uh yeah, and thanks a lot, Matt. It's I do they they probably um they probably do need an organizational overhaul. It looks like it just kind of feels like Chuck Fletcher's here. I could be wrong, could absolutely be wrong. Uh, it just when he gave that press conference, he did not sound like someone up there defending his own job. Uh, that's not what it seemed like to me. He had all the confidence of somebody who knows his next couple of paychecks are going to clear, you know? Uh, I, I think it's going to be Fletcher. I, it seems like the hockey is in the hands of Chuck Fletcher, and, uh, you know, they're going to go from there. Chris H., Chris H., you're live on the post game. Oh, hey, Bill, how are you doing? How are you tonight, Chris? Uh, I'm just sitting here with my popcorn watching the ship go down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, what else can you do? I mean, it's just like you watch the game and it's like they even – the defensemen even have trouble getting the puck up the ice. Like you don't have – like you got like – I guess they were relying on Ellis to be the offensive defenseman. But outside of Ellis, you don't have anybody. So when one guy goes down – you don't have no offense from the blue line, which hurts the forwards. And the forwards aren't good enough to make anything on their own. They need the defense. But you simply don't have that because the defense is, you know, you got Justin Braun and, you know, Proveroff on your top pairing. And I like Justin Braun, but 
Like he's not a top he, pair, you know. He's, yeah. he's not a top pair defenseman. I like him. I like him just fine. Justin Braun can play for my team any day. If he's on the top pair, you suck. Yeah, like I mean, you got him on your top pairing, and then you got Sandheim on the second pairing, and like his development has absolutely stalled. Like he was brought up, and he was supposed to be the offensive defenseman. He was hyped up by everybody, and then he can't. He has, like, no goals this season, I don't think. He has nothing. Sanheim tonight, I'm so glad because it just reminded me, Sanheim tonight is carrying the puck, and he carried it in on the right side, which he never does, and I was like, oh, that's different. So normally he just rushes in on the left, gets a shitty shot, face off, get off the ice, done. He carried it in on the right side. He made a move. It's him and Elliot, and he fucking passes. It's like, dude, just try to bury it. I don't care if you hit him in the chest. Try to put it under his pads. Do literally anything. Like, you've made the move. You're in front of the goalie. Shoot it. See if it goes in. Shitty goals go in all the time. This team cannot score. You know what definitely won't happen? You completing an accurate pass, the guy accepting it cleanly, and then getting a shot away. That won't happen. So, like, just fucking shoot. Yeah, like they they keep passing. I mean, they play. They act like they can keep passing the puck. Like they got elite scores. It's like you don't have elite scores. So when you don't have elite scores, shoot volume shots. Shoot as many puck as many as you know as many pucks like, can, as you can in net. Try to create a rebound. Maybe I I'm, I know I'm talking crazy, but maybe try to create a fucking rebound to get a goal that way. Uh, it, it's out of the box thinking, but it, it could just work. And the biggest and. The person that should be cleaning up those goals, JBR, has been oh absolutely useless. Like he, he spoke. You know what he need, role need, he needs to play. He needs to be like Patrick Hornquist was for the Penguins. He needs to be in front of the net, stay in front of the net, get every single rebound, use your body and get the rebound. But he, it's like his hands have evaporated, and it's like his speed. He was never a speed demon, but if his hands are gone, it's like God. <laughs> and he had a play tonight. Uh, he was another one. And Jan Ruda, I think, made a real nice uh, defensive play to, like, break up a pass over to JVR. But it was a situation where JVR was looking at a wide-open net, and the pass is coming across the ice, and he's gliding. Like, maybe the defenseman would have been able to break up the pass. Maybe he wouldn't have. We'll never know. I would think a guy with two goals who's getting paid to do nothing but score goals would, like, be busting his ass. Maybe dive. Maybe just take a few strides toward the puck. But he was, like, waiting for it to come to him, just gliding in. And it made it real easy for the play to be broken up. And I was just like, this is the problem with this team, right? Like, this is the perfect example. It's like a metaphor. You're just sitting there waiting for the puck to come to you. Yeah, and my last point is just, I mean, you got JVR not producing. You got, I mean, and there's no accountability for any of these guys. You got Limbaugh. like, I love your story, man, but okay, what is it, 20 games now without a goal? That with one point, a minus 10? Like, you're making $3 million a year. You got to produce something at some point. You and JVR, and that's $10 million. And you got Ellis yeah, like, on IR giving us nothing, and that contract looks bad right now. Yeah, like they no, and like you add that up, like it's over fifteen million dollars right there. They could badly use that money. Yeah, I'll let you go, Bill. But thanks. Thanks a lot, Chris. Appreciate it. All right, let's go to Hunter Moyer. Hunter, you're live on the post game. What What's up, Bill? How are you tonight? I'm I'm gonna flip shit here. So, <laughs> I so. 
My my issue is is I, I understand where people are coming from that say, oh, we need this number one guy and you know let's tank for him. No, fuck you. We we need a team that that buys into a system that can put come out game after game and show it on the ice for forty out of the sixty minutes. You look at the Golden Knights for example in their expansion year when they came into the NHL. They had a bunch of guys who never even fucking played together, and they went to the fucking Stanley Cup Finals. They have been decent ever since, not bad. Their top player, who was their star player on that team? Jonathan Marchessault with fucking 60 points. They, is he a star player? Austin Matthews. No, had like, yeah, they, they immediately were like, yes, our t- like they replaced the entire top line and made it their second line. They like immediately recognized like, oh, we can get talent now? Oh, let's do that. Yeah, cool story, the Misfits and all, but... Like, yeah, those guys, it's not like they were studs. Like, Marcia So and uh, Smith and O'Reilly are all real nice. Yeah, but, yeah. That, that's my point. Is is, is McDavid and Dreisaitl, or are they good players? Is Sebastian Ajo a good player? Is McKinnon a good player? Austin Matthews a good player? They haven't won a Stanley Cup yet. So while they're good players, when you go to the playoffs, you need that gritty play style because that's how hockey's played in the playoffs. This team can't even make a simple fucking pass. I saw Keith Yandel out there today on the point. Passed over oh. to the other. What the fuck was that? Thank you. Thank you so much. for. I wanted to bring that up when a caller or two back mentioned Keith Yandel. They were moving the puck pretty well. And he, the you know guy who is the puck-moving defenseman allegedly, mishandles it, plays it back, and then passes straight into the neutral zone. Like – it was like something I would do. Like it, it was unbelievable how bad it was, and it was just one of those plays where you're like, "What the fuck am I watching? Is this an NHL team? Yeah, like, rather, this guy's like a 15 year veteran. He can't pass across the ice." Yeah, I'd rather watch last year's team to be honest. No, I hope they keep losing because nothing's gonna get fixed if they do start winning. And the second exactly. thing, exactly. The no, second, they're gonna. I know that they're gonna squeak into the playoffs just yeah. despite all of us, and we have to do this again next year. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is they keep this shit up. Wells Fargo Center. If I'm there, whoever fucking wrote that sponsorship, they're gone. I'm leaving. They, they can because <laughs> the Sixers aren't much better. And but there's no standing up for each other. Fucking TK can't even punch a guy that's an arm length away. He missed. He missed. He, he fucking missed. missed. I, I mean, it was very on brand for him missing the target. I got to say. Oh, my fucking God. I, I can't. I got to get off. All right, Hunter. You go relax, man. You earned it. Thank you. Uh, I got to tell you. like, We have some more calls. I'm going to get to everybody who's on the line right now. I just got to say, I appreciate so much. The, I, I mean, we're probably, like, ill, right? Like, this has got to be a mental illness for us to care this much. Um, it can't, I know it's not healthy. Like people keep telling me like, oh man, at least BSH has been good. The post games have been good. I'm like, yeah, but me like losing my mind and then like rejoining my wife in the living room and her going, is everything okay? Like that's probably not good for my physical health. <laughs> like I'd much rather this just be like, oh yeah, that was fun. Like, you know, but I, I gotta say, I really appreciate the passion and uh, dedication everyone has, and they show on these post games. It makes my job so easy. Uh, it's really fucking cool to see that we are fans of, my God, at this point, one of the worst teams in the league, and uh, this many fucking people care. It's unbelievable. Adam Bortz. Adam, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill. Uh, I think 
These post games are the healthiest thing about this unhealthy time, to be honest. So we don't vent and some of us uh, aren't on like the fucking news. <laughs> yeah. This you is, know? Yeah, no, this is this is like the only outlet for our toxic relationship with Seriously. this team that clearly hates us. Yeah, and we all we all really appreciate it, Bill. So thanks so much for doing this. Um I uh before I say what I was gonna say, just an observation I had in the last call. Can you tell me the last Flyers goal scorer that actually shot the puck at the net with the intention to score a goal? Like you know Atkinson, I cannot. It, 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 you it know hit I off cannot. him tonight. It hit off him tonight. It goes in the net. Cool power play goal. Great, whatever. I'm on board. Game before, again one goal game. Uh, Morgan Frost like pool cues it. It happens to slide under the pad and go in. I think the game before that was a shutout. I cannot tell you the last time a goal scorer intended to score the goal that they actually scored. Oh, Adam, that's good. I want to like. I want to do a whole thing of like context uh, on the next BSH with like the whole crew, and that's going to be one of the questions. Like, please, they use only that. have they, yeah, that's and I want because I want to do like the context of like okay, they have this many power play goals, and right. a bunch of them are bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> some of them shouldn't even count, so they're actually even worse. Right, like, right, I, right, and that's this is going to be one of those things. I like that a lot. So let's let's talk about context then for two points I have. I think, you know, uh, what's his name? I'm sorry, Phil Weinstein, uh, the gentleman who passed away. You know, they have that touching tribute in the beginning. And this guy, clearly a Flyers lifer, gives his life to the organization. Everything that is good about the Flyers, about the brand, this guy's a part of. And they have the tribute in the beginning. Everybody's jacked up. They have like that first really good period. The two goals happen. And it is just like a complete shit show from there. The very end of the game, after they just dropped this absolute stinker, the lasting image, I don't know if you watched all the way to the end of the game, cuts to silence, and it's just in loving memory of this guy. And this team just drops this absolute turd on this guy's existence. I felt terrible. That's like, the, Phil Weinberg's family should sue. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> No, you just embarrassed him. You just paid tribute to him. You shit all over his memory. Yeah, like, come on. So, the, and the, the other context point I wanted to talk about is, like, if we're being totally honest, I think in the beginning of the season, if you look at these two games, you pencil them in as losses. I think any game sure. against Tampa Bay, loss, no question. And then you look at, oh, shit, the abs in a back-to-back. Yeah, that's a loss, too. I think it's magnifying how shitty we feel about this losing streak. And it's really unfortunate in the context of where it's coming, but it's still a losing streak and somebody has got to answer for it. I think, you know, like your um, one tweet tonight about, you know, Tarion's got to go. I I don't think another coach is going to come in here. Like I know Boudreaux just got picked up by the Canucks tonight. Like Boudreaux's not going to come in here and like, yell at these guys better and automatically they're just going to start to win. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like, no, it's, it's probably like they probably can't fix it because they don't have enough good players. Agreed. But they could do something to make this more entertaining or, agreed. Agreed. or they can like 
go with an interim, tear this thing down, and then go with a long-term plan. Yeah. I'm fine with either. I'm fine with the short-term fix or the long-term plan for this year. But, like, do something. Doing right. nothing and is I not an option. There's I, no C, and they've chosen C. Right, and I, I think you're right. I think optically – He's just got to go. Like, you need to do something, like, Yeah, you whether it's on him or not. Care. Like, <laughs> I don't care if he's the best coach in the league. Like, if it's on him or not, then you have to do it just to, like, send a message that every job isn't safe. Right, right. And the just the last thing uh, I'm going to say is I think the only option, the only path forward for this franchise to get better is they have to absolutely – eat shit this entire year if they get close or they crawl back like they love to do and there's like just an inkling like a little shred of hope it is the worst thing for this franchise they have got to fucking just eat shit and and blow the whole thing up i think really that's the only way it gets better oh yeah absolutely and thanks a lot adam like the idea the most sickening part of this is thinking like, and you know what? They're going to pick 13th again. Like they're going to be in that like 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 range. And like, that's just Jesus Christ. Like hit me with something, hit me with something hard. Let just like, Jesus, how can, uh, now I honestly don't think they have it in them this year. Like, I know I keep joking that they're going to make that run, uh, and but man, they just don't seem nothing is going for them. And I don't know, like this is probably just a blip for Carter Hart. But man, imagine even if he just has like a bad two weeks, which like happens to goalies. That shit happens. Um, they won't ever win. Like they'll continue losing the entire month of December if he has a bad couple of weeks. Sean Venata, Sean, you're live on the host game. Hey, what's up, Bill? Thanks for having me on, man. Um, you know, coming into this season, I remember we were all talking about like the ceiling of the team, and that was all hypothetical because we haven't seen him play yet. But you know, our ceiling wasn't even a cup contender, and that was hypothetical. Like we we would say, like you know, if everything goes right this season, you know, maybe they'll have a nice little run, and then they can go get a player, and they're like a player away, and it's not even close to that. So like our my wildest dream, they still weren't a cup contender, and now they're not even fun close. Why I'm team blow it up, just kind of like yeah, everyone else. Like my thought was, I want to get to the Eastern Conference Final, and like if the goalie is, you know, obviously much better than last season, but if he's what he's supposed to be, like that raises your ceiling. But, but like player for player, no, this was kind of the prove it year that two years ago should have been. Like okay. We made a run, and now we can add. We can make those tweaks, and now we're something. But, like, yeah. Like, they added better players this year and got worse. It is unfucking believable It's nuts, man. And since, since we're talking rebuild, I've been thinking about it. I think I have a pretty good plan for the rebuild. It's just two questions. That's all you have to ask. Question one, is your name Carter Hart? Congratulations, you're not traded. Question two, <laughs> are you older than Carter Hart? Sorry, thanks for your service, but you're fucking traded. I I want all like everyone to be Carter Hart and younger in five years. It's just 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 actually do it right. Yeah, and thanks a lot, Sean. It does seem uh it does seem like they're gonna have to trend in that direction. And I don't want it. Like I mean I overall I know it's necessary and 
you know, I get no say, so I'll be on board because I get no say. I'm just like you. Uh, but God damn, how are we here? <laughs> I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> uh, Dave Brown, Dave, you're live on the post game. Dave, you are muted. Dave Brown, there you go. Yep, I got uh, you. What's happening, brother? How you doing? How are you tonight? Good. Hey, I just had a couple points. I'm going to start with AV, and I called you last season, and we talked about this. I mean, AV came in, and he's hard on his players. He wants them to play hard for the whole 60 minutes. You know what I mean? He likes the 50-50 battles. He likes you to win those and the four-check hard. And that first year, they did it, and they were good. You agree, right? Yeah. Yeah, so so every year, after three years of AV and the way he is, they're already sick of him. And that has to go to the players. And something in this locker room stinks with the players. And if oh. you fire A.V. and you fire Fletcher, these players are still going to hit. you got to get rid of them. Oh, I think, like, the coaches are the now problem. I, I want that taken care of now. But it, this is, I mean, it's been long enough. Significant changes need to be made to the personnel. And with Fletcher, yeah, I like the moves he made in the summer. Anyone that's a hockey fan loves his team. Liked it, you know. It's what we needed. But every every year he has had this team has gotten worse. So he has to go too. You just got to get rid of everyone. This isn't going to get better, and it's just horrible to see, man. This is so bad. Yeah, I, like I don't I don't trust Fletcher a lot, uh, like to actually fix this thing. Uh, but it just seems I don't know the. The message I got from that press conference was, like, he is in charge. Yeah, it was like, his, his old cookie-cutter shit. You know, they come out there and say, it's okay, we'll get through it, blah, blah. All that shit we don't want to hear. That's all that was. Oh, yeah, like, what he actually said, I don't give two shits about. Like, I rarely, I don't even listen to press conferences most of the time since it's all bullshit. But, like, uh, I just got the impression from him that, like, he's going to be around. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they need to get rid of him and start over. It sucks. I can't believe this, man. After two uh, years ago, how good we are, and here we here we are two years later wanting to rip it down. It's unbelievable. I feel you, Dave. Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah. Um, we will always have January to March of 2020. Uh, I was yelling in between periods because I just yell nonsense when I'm like, "All right, let me make sure my headphones are charged. Let me make sure my iPad is charged so I can do a post game." Fucking, we'll always have January to March of 2020. Flyers probably caused COVID by playing well for two months. That's what caused all this bullshit. My wife was like, please don't say that on the air. I was like, well, now I have to. So I just did. Uh, I don't actually think they did it. Um, I also yelled, Claude Giroux ate the bat. I don't think he did that either, but it made me laugh when I said it. Uh, Flyers and AZ. Flyers, what's up? You're muted. Hit the unmute button. Sorry, I'm on top of a 25-foot ladder right now. Uh, oh, that's Chris- fun. Yeah, hanging Christmas lights. If, if I fall off, I blame the Flyers. Um, Why not? You know, the, I think the one thing they got to do that'll send a message. It'll send a message around the league. Everyone will hate us, but everyone already hates us anyway. You got to bench Yandel. End the streak. That, sends a, that says, like, you know, we're not fucking around, guys. We got to do something. Because he's he's horrible. He and I really feel like is playing him just because of his streak and he's popular, you know, sell shirts and shit. But ridiculous. Yeah, he Thank is you. really he is really not that good. Uh, I liked what I saw at the beginning of the season. I thought if you limited his minutes, 
He could just be a guy who can make some outlet passes for you uh, and just be a good veteran to have on the third pair with Justin Braun. Um, I still like what Justin Braun brings, but I can't watch. Keith Yandel is no good. Like, he's just not good. Yeah, it's bad. I, you know, like you said, he makes mistakes like you would make if you're playing like pickup uh, with your buddies. His his fucking mishandle on the point tonight, and then a pass just directly out of the zone into the neutral zone. I was like, what? I really was like, this is not an NHL team. This can't be real. What I'm watching right now. Yeah, when I'm playing with my Wednesday night buddies, when I do something like that, I skate right. I bench myself next person. Yeah, you get off because everyone's yelling at you. Yeah, everyone's making fun of you because you just made the dumbest fucking mistake. Right. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Oh, man. Thanks for the podcast. We all need this. We are all crazy, no doubt about it. Yeah, there's something um, the matter with us, clearly. It's – yeah, it's it's nuts. You know, honestly – the union, the union have more heart than today with half their team gone than than the Flyers do. It's it's insane. Yeah, that was a shame. Uh, I felt bad for all the union fans out there that have been with the team a while, really get something going. And one of my buddies, season ticket holder, he's been all jacked up. Last night we're hanging out. He's like, yeah, man, like hey, I'm going tomorrow, but like half the team has COVID, so uh, we'll see how this goes. I was like, ah, oh, that's a bummer. They at least hung in there, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I. I don't know what the Flyers are going to do. It's like they're making money. Gritty's too popular now. That's all they care about is Gritty. And <laughs> and if Jim Jackson – watch, they're going to get have a little streak again. They're going to be good again. And he's going to start being all excited about the captain. And he's like Ed McMahon on there. It's, I can't take it. Anymore. <laughs> he's like Ed McMahon. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, yeah. I re- Like the worst thing that could happen to this team right now is like that little run, you know. Uh, I wonder how much money they're re- – like. After the holidays, like, yeah, they'll sell their gritty Santa Clauses and all that, you know, Santa sacks and all that shit. Um, I really wonder, like, who is going to be at this building in February? Who? And why? Who is paying for tickets? Full disclosure, I am going to the game tomorrow. However, I work in media. My wife works in media. We do not pay to go to games. It is the trade-off in this business. Uh, you get paid shit, and then you get all the tickets you want. <laughs> so I did not pay, so I am not being a hypocrite. But, like, anybody thinking about paying to buy tickets, you know, like I'm never going to tell anyone not to because, like, hockey is fun and good, and I like to watch it. Um, but seriously consider uh, supporting a local minor league team. Um, go to a high school game. Uh, you know, Hollydale has an excellent bar. Uh, it's called Dunlops. Go there. You know, <laughs> like don't don't pay to watch the Flyers, please. It is a waste of your time and money. Uh, Warren Brody, Warren, you're live on the post game. Warren, you're muted. Warren, there I am. I'm sorry. I keep, hitting the, keep hitting the wrong button. Um, so, you know, last year, just a quick thing, last year was a disaster, and I, I just think it's a carryover from last year. I just don't think, you know, they talked to A.V. after a year, and, you know, you guys were too tough with the players, and they got rid of, you know, Patrick and a few other players. But when it comes down to it, the whole team and, and the coaching staff can't coexist. And, you know, I'm not saying one way or another, I think they should get rid of the coaching staff and some of the players. Uh, the first thing I would do is put uh, 
their meme strike on waivers and send them down to the miners. That would certainly send a message. Uh, yeah, it seems uh, like a couple uh, last year the Eagles made a decision. It was like, well, it looks like they're going to have to choose between Wentz and Peterson, and they were like, nah, fuck them both. It kind of seems like they're going to have to do that with the players in Elaine Vigneault. Like, yeah, the coach is no good. We're going to get rid of him. But also at the end of the year, uh, a lot of you are going to. Um, I wouldn't mind if they started a fire sale now. They have several tradable assets right now that you could get something for. Um I, I don't see what stop. Why wouldn't they at this? Like they're terrible. They're a terrible team. And, and to be honest with you, anyone named Travis would be the first two guys out for me. I mean, I they're they're just terrible. They just don't play to their potential. And you know that play tonight where Sanheim had a wide open shot and passed the puck. I must go off the couch. And then right after that. He's like along the boards at the top of the zone and fires a shot. It's like you'll you'll shoot from fucking as far away as possible, but you're yeah. in front of the goalie and you're like, nah, I don't want it. Like, you know, the, it, 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 unbelievable. And this this team, and I feel so bad for Carter Hart, but he was awful tonight. I mean, uh, and you know, you can only expect him to hang in there so long. You know, the team is just so bad in front of him. No, and that's like the worry. What like when the streak started, it was like, well, they're still getting good goaltending, so eventually they'll just steal a game, you know, like, and then they'll get out of it. But like, imagine if he not, not even like falls apart or loses confidence for the rest of the year or starts looking like last year. Just imagine if he has a bad two weeks. They will not win. They will. They'll have a fifteen, sixteen game losing streak. It is possible they could lose ten nothing tomorrow. Oh, I seriously, I just think they've quit. The team has quit on the coach. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe the coach has quit on the team too. I'm not. I'm not sure what's going on there. It, tonight, I was looking at AV. Like, if they came and told him, it was after the shorthanded goal when Hart came out of the net and uh, the dude like intercepted it and put it by him before he could get back in the net. I was looking at AV and I was just thinking. If Chuck Fletcher came down to the locker room between periods and fired him, he would be so happy. He would be so happy to sit on his ass and get paid for another year or two uh, and not have to deal with this terrible fucking team. But And I want to make a comment about Chuck Fletcher. He's not tough enough. And I don't know what's going on there, but if this was going on with Clark or Holmgren as GM, they'd be in the locker room kicking ass. And this is unacceptable. People are paying to see this product. It is, and I really hope, like, a large chunk of people stop paying to see this product. Uh, and I get, like, if you want to go and watch a hockey game, I appreciate that. Hockey's a lot of fun. Um, fuck, man. Like, go watch another team. <laughs> like, please pay to see literally anything else because supporting this team right now is doing nobody any good. Well, have fun tomorrow night. Should be a blast. Yeah. Have, a, have a few beers, please. I'll have more than a few. Don't you worry about that, Warren. Don't you worry about that. Uh, let's go back to Harris Barnes. Harris, you're back on the post game. Um, it's like I just thought of this now. It's interesting that the two top ten picks that Hextall had ended up being guys that actually inflated each other's production, and then they ended up being neither as good as they were advertised. I just find that very interesting. Uh, with with uh, Provorov and Patrick, obviously. 
bad luck on Patrick and Provorov. I don't know what, like, I thought he was so good offensively in what, that was his second year in 1718. Yeah. Glimpses of that in 1920. And like, he's just not dynamic. And I don't know if that's just not good enough of a skater or if he's not aggressive enough. Like, I, he's so hard to to read, like, and he's just he, terrible on the power play. He's just terrible on the power play. Uh, the power play stuff is just brutal with him. Uh, it, it is hard to get like a read on Provorov. Like, so many guys you watch him and go, "This is what's wrong." With Provorov, it's just like I don't know. Sometimes he has skill, and sometimes he doesn't. I, like, I, I don't know. He he can make great defensive plays. I've seen it, and sometimes he gets walked. I it's. Just luck of the draw with Provorov. I don't know. Um, when are you guys recording this week? That's a great question. Uh, let's think. They play tomorrow. Tuesday? Mostly, yeah, most likely Tuesday. Uh, it's going to be a great episode. Uh, I would, I'm interested to hear what everyone's like actual solution thoughts are. Like Charlie's going to be super analytical and journalistic. And then, I mean, you're going to be – well, I don't know how you're going to approach it because, like, it's so far gone at this point. Like, what can yeah. you do? Yeah, I want – like, I did say, like – and thanks a lot, Harris. Like, I want to, um, like, put certain things in context. Like, all right, they have X number of power play goals. And, uh, like, you know, this one was an empty netter. This one, the game was already 6 nothing. Like, I, I want to, like – what are they really on the – I want to really look at some of that context. Like someone said, when was the latest time someone shot the puck with the intention of shooting the puck and scoring? And like I want to do things like that uh, and just look at, like, uh, yeah, how ineffective have they been? Like that's that's probably going to be like, you know, as bad as they've looked, they've actually been even worse. Like I think that will be the theme of Tuesday's show. Zach Zinn, Zach Zinn, you're live on the post game. Zach, you are muted. There you go. Yeah, I got you. So I made a bet about three weeks ago that <laughs> Drew would still be on this team next season. And at the time, it seemed like a really good bet to make. And now I'm thinking I'm wrong. Yeah, I uh, I agree with both parts of that. Like three weeks ago, I would think, yeah, Claude Drew, he's going to resign. Uh, and now I'm thinking – how much of his salary will they have to cover to be able to trade him to a contender? Yeah. Like, Yeah. And it's like, it's just so sad that like, is this really the end of Drew's time? And this is, this like, is how it ends. Like, yeah. An and entire like, you know, prime wasted. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, I know that he hasn't, you know, as well, like been playing the best through this losing streak, but like wasted his whole career. Like I, like I, I'm just so angry at that, and uh, you know, switching gears to like the leadership that they added this off season. Like I thought, the whole point of like Broussard and Yandel and all these guys was supposed to like save the locker room from like going through these whole like confidence droughts and all this shit. But like, no, that's exactly the why they're here. Yeah, and like, look at what's happening. Like, why the fuck yep. are they here if this is still the result? No, like, last year, everything spiraled out of control, and it was because, you know, uh, we needed more leadership, and there's a bunch of excuses for it. So we went out, and we got some leaders this year. Well, shit's spiraling out of control, and um, no one's done anything. Yeah, not a damn thing. Yeah. It's, 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 you got it. Thanks a lot, Zach. Like, the whole thing is very disheartening, because even the things 
And again, these are things. It's not like I was opposed to bringing in Broussard and Yandel on like nothing one year deals. That's fine to try bring in some vets, take a flyer. Like look at how Broussard started the year, perfect uh, as a fill in. And if he was on your third or fourth line with a fully healthy top six, like not just this team, I just mean generally. If he's in the spot in the lineup he's supposed to be in, he's an effective enough player. But it. All of this, I, I will say about Claude Giroux, um, there was a point tonight, I think it was in the third period, when the game is fucking over. Uh, Tampa gets a chance going the other way, and Claude Giroux is back-checking his ass off and dives to break up a play in the defensive zone. And I'm, like, I was just like, I love this guy. Like, you know, he's not what he was. And maybe his leadership at this point, we have to say it, it leaves something to be desired, I guess. But no one can say the asshole doesn't try out there. I honestly think part of what's the matter with him sometimes is, like, he doesn't know how to, like, conserve some energy. There were times when I thought his decline was coming more steeply that it was, like, he played through too much, I thought. Like, people were saying, well, he's never really missed any time with injury. I was like, yeah, that's the problem. Look at Claude Giroux and tell me he's big enough never to get hurt in this league. No, he's hurt all the time, and he just plays through it, and that's why he's breaking down. Now, obviously, his decline has not been as steep, and he's still a very effective player. Uh, but, like, it's it's just cool to watch him, and it's a damn shame that this is how it's going to end. I cannot imagine he would – why would he want to come back? Why? I don't know if they trade him this year. Uh, I'd be very surprised. And honestly, it's really hard to move somebody with that type of contract. Um, I guess you can cover it, and there's only one year left. You can cover, what, up to 50%. So I guess it wouldn't be insane. Uh, if you're covering 50% of Jeru's contract, you'd get a fucking awesome return too. Um can you let him walk in free agency? Like, you can't just get nothing, right? They kind of need to have the – they need to be having this conversation with him right now. Uh, and, like, as foolish as it is, I'd still want Giroux back, even though I know it's probably the bad move. Um, but you have to be having the conversation. Like, dude, if you think you want a chance to go win somewhere and that's not going to be here, which it isn't in the immediate future – you need to tell us that because, like, we need to trade you. We can't have you being John Tavares, you know, and just leaving and we get nothing. All right, Tanner Robertson. Tanner Robertson, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill. Uh, thinking about Drew is sad. I'm, I'm thinking about him just in another team's jersey, and it just feels so wrong. I can't even picture it. I, I, I can't either. I mean, it's, it's, it's tragic. But I, I called to say – uh, you know, passing has become a joke at this point, but one of the reasons why the, the passing never works is the Flyers get access, they get into the zone, and our forwards post up against the boards, don't move their skates at all, and just kind of pass it back and forth for, to each other. Best case scenario is you might get it to a defenseman who's going to rip a point shot into traffic, yeah. uh, but more often than not, it just gets picked off. And it, it's hilarious because somebody like Zach McEwen every once in a while will just create a little bit of space like any NHL player should be able to do. And they treat it like it's a highlight real play. That's how bad this yeah, team like, is. 
All he does, all he does that's exciting is attempt to carry the puck into the slot. Like, right. that's what's so fucking mind-boggling. It's like, oh, man, Zach McEwen making stuff happen. I'm like, well, yeah, the net's there, and he's trying to get towards it. That's supposed to be the goal. They are a stationary perimeter offense. It is unbelievable how little they move and how little they attempt to even get to the areas in which goals are scored. Right. I mean, at no point when they have the puck, do I even think a, a goal is 30 seconds away? Like, I mean, no. it's never even close to dangerous. It's pathetic. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm on team blow it up now. I mean, I, this team just doesn't have it. We've seen enough. Of, like, there's enough evidence. This team is not going anywhere. Even if they're like, they turn this thing around a little bit and it looks better. They're not going anywhere. Like they're, they're not good enough to beat anybody good. Like Carter Hart can play. He would have to be Dominic Hasek for seven games to win a playoff series. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like Fairbee and, and Hart. That's really the, the – and everybody else I think you can get rid of. That's, That's sad, but, it. Yeah. No, like Fairbee and – thanks a lot, Tanner. Yep. Uh, like Fairbee I wouldn't say is quote-unquote untouchable, but like, you know, the return I would want is totally unrealistic. Um, Carter Hart, basically untouchable, like, you know, unless a – fucking superstar is coming back, uh, which would not be the case. Can you even think of a situation like where a goalie gets traded for a star player? I can't. I'm sure it's happened, and there's probably something super obvious I'm not thinking of, but I just can't think of it. But, yeah, outside of, yeah, Hart and Farabee, I mean, everything's everything's on the table. Like, there's there are no, like, oh, well, we have to. No, you don't have to save, protect it. Who here is on? Like, who here has earned anything? Who in this fucking organization has earned a goddamn thing? Claude Giroux has earned the right to go try to win a cup somewhere else because it ain't happening here. Uh, that's basically it. Uh, Sean Venata, Sean, you are our last caller of the night. Hey man, I just heard you guys talking about Giroux, and I wanted to chime in with one quick comment. Um, if Giroux does end up getting traded to another team, all I'll say is that. Jersey, uh, Avalanche jersey, Oilers jersey, will be in my shopping cart before he lands the plane. That's all I have oh. to say. Yeah, and that will be like I said after, uh, and thanks a lot, Sean. Um, after Kimo Timonen, and then after Utley and Rollins retired when they were playing for the Dodgers, after those guys, I was done rooting for former Philly athletes to win it. Um, win it here or don't, don't win at all because fuck you. I think I will be able to make an exception for Claude Giroux. Um, I'll have to run this by my buddy Frankie because we said the same thing. Uh, ah, we have two more callers. Let's just get to them. Why not? It's a uh, fun for everybody night. Nikki Hall, Nikki, you're live on the post game. Testing, testing. Okay. I got gotcha. you. Yep. Okay. I don't, this app talked to real weird tonight. I do not know why. Um, yeah, honestly, at this point, I think we need to start trading some of, like, not just Drew, but, like, dropping a core piece or dropping something significant to really send a message, like, we're not fucking around. Like, And the big question to Fletcher is, like, now I'm going to be, like, you know, a real GM would see this and be like, oh, shit, we're in a hole. We, I should be doing something instead of sitting here being all, like, Oh, well, we'll get through it, blah, blah, blah. No, that's bullshit talk. Part of my language. Um, but 
any reasonable GM would go out there, find some free agent. Hell, it can be a guy who had uh, – it could be a guy in his 30s. I don't want to say like what, like overrated, you know, reasonable price. But go out, sign somebody, go out, talk with teams, see who what's out there on the market. Be like, hey, we have this, this, and this to offer. What do you got for us? Like, I don't care who we bring in. If it helps us fix this mess, then so be it. Like, do I see us being a complete – like, yes, I want a complete rebuild. Yes, I want the coaching staff. Like, yeah, I believe Terrian is part of the problem. However, I still want players to actually show that they're giving a shit too. Like, I'm not going to say it's everybody on this team, but it is certain players on this team. This has been going on long enough that we can say, like, yeah, it's – there must be an effort issue. Like if that's the that's why you know I point right back. Like it's like okay, Chucky, you gonna what are you gonna do? You gonna make a move? You gonna do something here? Like oh what's oh you don't want to make a move? Like honestly, if I am head like if I have the if I'm in the front office right now, I'm like all right, whatever the highest position is, like oh you gonna make a move? Oh no, you're not gonna make a move to help Barry Yeah, well guess what? Get the fuck out of here. Like yeah, and Texas yeah. This Thanks been- a lot, Nikki. Um, oh, sorry, I cut you off. Like, yeah, I, I think he's in – you just have to do something mode. Uh, in terms of, like, tradable assets here, I just was looking at a couple of guys. Um, you know, Claude Giroux, like, you know, that's a whole thing to get into. JVR with the money and, the, you know, another year on his deal still, that's a whole thing to get into. And fully recognize that, like, right now with the injuries at the NHL and, like, lower levels in the organization, it's going to be kind of hard to ice a team. But once you start to get a little healthier and get your depth back, man, I love Justin Braun. You know who else would love Justin Braun? A playoff team. Pending free agent at $1.8 million. Like, that's a pretty good deal. Keith Yandel, 900 k pending free agent. Some idiot will trade for him. Nate Thompson. Everyone seems to love Nate Thompson. Pending free agent. Derek Broussard. Veteran depth. Rasmus Ristolainen. Pending free agent. Like, tell me a team wouldn't want to add size getting ready for a playoff run. You know, like, these are tradable assets. Rasmus Ristolainen I've liked for the most part. Um, I was hoping he could beat my expectations, and he's basically done that. Uh, But it's not like he's some star. And the term the long-term contract you're going to have to give him if you're going to resign him, like it does not match up with this team's timeline anymore. It just doesn't make sense. So like fucking trade him, get something for him. You traded a first round pick for him. I doubt you get that back, but you can get, you can recoup something in this whole mess. So like they have ways to quickly acquire a bunch of ass. And I know like no one I just named is a star or anything, but they're the type of player that gets moved at the deadline a lot of times. These cheap pending free agents. Like we traded for Nate Thompson at the deadline once. Like these are these are guys playoff teams are gonna want. I know you can't do it right now because of the like the guys you might want to call up aren't healthy. Other guys in the NHL lineup aren't healthy. I get it. You can't make the fire sale type moves now, but it's something you're going to be able to do in the near future, and you pr- probably should get on that. All right, that's it for tonight. Uh, we did an hour, what, almost 14 again. 
something the matter with us. I'm telling you. All right, that's it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, you got to hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content, content, content. I guarantee you, you will enjoy the content more than you enjoy watching the Philadelphia Flyers. That is a 100% money-back guarantee. All right, uh, my name is Bill Max. Until next time, have a great week, everybody.